Hi everyone, welcome to Go With The Flow, Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna. And I'm Ben. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 6. If you heard some ambient noise in the background, this is recorded with a live audience of one uh, chocolate Labrador. <laughs> Mr. Sumo. And we are in the house of... Uh, the lovely Teresa Herrera. Hi, Teresa. Hi. <laughs> thank you for having us. Oh, thank you for coming thank and thank you for having me on. Thank you for welcome, welcoming us into your house and to introducing us to... Uh, sumo. Sumo. <laughs> sumo. Yes. I think he's in love with Rihanna already. <laughs> so, um, this season is about um, inviting our yoga friends mm -hmm. and talking about yoga basically. Mm -hmm. So, um, you are a uh, yoga teacher, a yoga practitioner, um, an actress, mm -hmm. and many other things, a mother as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll try to discuss all of that as much as we can in the <laughs> next 60 minutes. But we always want to start with how our friends, you know, got to start with their yoga practices. Yeah. So what's your story like? Wow. Um, goes back to about 1996. Wow, I'm totally dating myself, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was looking for something. Um, I was, at the time, my profession was, I was starting out as a model, mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. and traveling around Asia. And I'm not too much of a gym person. Yeah. And I was looking for a physical kind of exercise or regimen that mm -hmm. I could take with me that mm -hmm. didn't require a lot of equipment. You know, because I grew up dancing yeah. and I like swimming, like things like that, like full body things. And I actually came across meditation first oh. when oh. I was living in Thailand. So I was introduced to the spiritual practice through meditation. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered asanas. And then I discovered... Shiva Ray, yeah, and you know, I was at that time I was already back in based in LA around 1997 98, mm -hmm. around okay. that time. And um, I started going to a small mom and pop studio called Yoga Works uh -huh. in Santa Monica. And back then it was owned by Chuck and Mati as Rati. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the beginning of Before the LA. Before it blew up, right? Yeah, yeah, like it was really like the birthplace of all the LA yoga teachers and yoga scene. Like that's where they all came out. Like yeah. Shiva, Sean Korn, Vinnie Marino, mm -hmm. Saul David Ray, like all of them. Like I remember because I was working there part time as well, so oh, I could okay. do yoga for free. Yeah, yeah, that's I think yeah. the way it used to be, right? Yeah, you like work was, and then get free classes. Mm. You, well, you get a salary because yeah. you get paid, <laughs> but then the benefit is they want to encourage you to start a practice. Yes. Yeah. So I jumped into practice. I I was doing um, I was studying with Shiva, but then I really got into Ashtanga actually the first three years. Really? Yes. I have no idea. Yeah. So I was studying with Chuck Miller okay. and Matias Rati, yeah. who recently passed away, mm -hmm. um, which is such a big loss for the yoga community because really she's like the real deal. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, and I was studying with Shiva all throughout because her flow is just something I come back to, mm -hmm. you know, and she as a teacher to me, it's like I really connect with her. Mm -hmm. um, so when it came time and, and yoga was something that, you know, the practice came to me. It didn't, it didn't like, oh, all of a sudden I took you one yoga class and said, oh, I'm going to be a teacher. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, that was not even in my mind because, Slowly. yeah, because I was doing something completely different. Yeah. I was in fashion and entertainment mm -hmm. industry. But I wanted something to kind of keep me grounded, keep me physical, keep me sane, mm -hmm. you know, and, and yoga was that for me. And uh, so I was studying with Shiva. My one day a week became two days a week became three days a week yeah. and before you know it you're like every day on the mat and you know you just feel good she was teaching at yoga works at the time <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah she had retreats she had, she had classes she had workshops she had retreats mm -hmm. yeah you went to all of them <laughs> not all of them in the beginning like i said i wasn't the little ideal little. yoga studio I, I mean yoga student i yeah. was the one coming in late to a class and yeah. I'm rolling my mat and trying not to make sound, but then it just does, you know? And you're like, oh, you know? 
So that was around like, yeah, 1998. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I'm because of working there because of the exposure and because you have access to all these teachers and mm -hmm. classes the practice grew yeah, yeah. you know and mm -hmm. it just kind of you know I am fortunate enough that I was able to study with so many different teachers yeah. and got to see like even outside that studio I got to study with Gurmook you yeah. know and and stuff like that so it was just such a special time mm -hmm. yeah it's so different now. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. It's not like that now. Yeah. <laughs> so you also trained to become a teacher? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So it came time like around 2006. Yeah. yeah. When I think one time she was like, you know, you might want to think about becoming uh, a teacher. <laughs> and I was working with her part time okay. now too. Okay. Um, and I was working in her office which was her house in the palisades yeah. yeah and it was me daphne and we're she just had a small group you know helping her facilitate things mm -hmm. and yeah. organize workshops organize retreats yeah. and mm -hmm. you know we came we're very, we we're helpful in that sense you were doing modeling at this time yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Okay. i mean you could do modeling but you could still do so many other things yeah. and yeah. i'm not i'm not one i don't like wasting time i'm not a wasteful person yeah, yeah. you know so <laughs> I like being productive and I like yeah. being busy and mm -hmm. if, if I can be of help in some areas mm -hmm. I will offer my services and yeah. I will put myself out there or if I can learn or if mm. I can learn from a mentor I will invest the time yeah. you know especially if you know you have so much time yeah. as you know in acting or yeah. modeling yeah. Yeah. yeah you work you have your show it's six weeks you shoot and then like <laughs> what are you gonna do with the other half a year you yeah, know so, so what made you decide to take your training with Shivere, because you, like you said, you were doing Ashtanga. I guess you were mm -hmm. trying different kinds. What made you decide to like go for it with Shiva? Was it the consistency and the? I think no. I've tried so many different classes with okay. so many teachers, even Vinnie Marino, mm -hmm. Brian Kess, yeah, like everybody. But I just kept going back to Shiva. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. I just kept going back to that flow and the creativity and the spontaneity and yeah. the the. You know, for me, a great yoga teacher is not someone that can do a scorpion pose. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. like you can be really good, but a great teacher is someone that can distill ancient wisdom, ancient knowledge, and distill it to a modern audience or a, a contemporary, like your student base, in a simple form. Yeah. And it's kind of like osmosis, right? Mm -hmm. You see when your students mm -hmm. get it, yeah. you know, and she does that not just through asana, but through philosophy and things yeah. like that, where you walk out of the class and you're really on a yoga high. Mm -hmm. And I and I really feel that with her. Some classes I feel like super pumped with the physical. Yeah. And I know I feel it, you know, it's like yeah. that. But then with her, I feel like, oh, I got a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and you walk out of the class pondering certain things mm -hmm. about yeah. philosophy, about lifestyle, about food, about, mm -hmm. you know, things like mm -hmm. that, the moon, yeah. you know, <laughs> and how it affects you. Yeah. So yeah, Shiva, like she and I just have like connected soul. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, she's also a Pisces. She was, her <laughs> birthday is the day before mine. Her background in dance also informed similar. a lot, similar to my movement journey, yeah. you know, because mm -hmm. yoga is also part of movement, um, different physical exercise. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I consider it all. And I really just gravitate to her energy. Because mm -hmm. as you know, like, to grow, you also have to connect with a teacher that you really like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting this, yeah. you mm -hmm. know? There's resonance between you. Yeah, and, and she encouraged me yeah. and she really, you know, she was like, you might think about mm -hmm. doing it. Like, I wouldn't have done Global yeah. Mall if it wasn't for her. Oh, yeah. I'm not an event producer, <laughs> right? So I'm like, she was like, she came back from like, Teresa, I think, you know, you're Filipino. You should bring Global Mala to the Philippines. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how that started. Okay. Yeah. That's how... I was like... A light suggestion. Huh? <laughs> Me? Yeah. You know? How was uh, training like? So was it uh, a long-term thing with Shibari or... Uh, yes. Did, oh, like my teacher training? Your teacher training, yes. 200 hours. We did... Uh, well, you do your basic 200 hours, yeah. right? So mm -hmm. I think that was an intensive two weeks. Yeah. So we start off with our morning practice and then lecture and then lunch and then um, breakouts, workouts, hands-on, partnering. Okay. And then I think afternoon practice as well. 
and then break for dinner and then sometimes an evening thing so it no. usually goes from like 5 30 to about 10 p.m wow oh, wow wow for two weeks okay. that's why you're and done then that for two was, weeks. <laughs> yeah and then that was the like intensive shiva had that was the first one she had okay, okay. so <coughs> i did that in 2006 and then i did a more specialized one with a yoga trance dance Okay. It's a kind of it's kind okay. of like you do your college and then you have your yeah grad like school like master. that yeah. yeah so I did yeah. another one like yeah. I did more workshops for okay. yoga trans dance because okay. I figured that's something that I really tune into and yeah. that's something that I could offer yeah you know aside from mm. the hatha and all that yeah. stuff that's the first I think way that people start that they like really know you I think you were yeah. one of the first if not the, the first only. one to really bring it out there yeah. like the idea of trans trans dance the crazy dancing yeah yeah there's yeah. a crazy girl again <laughs> <laughs> but every year you've had it in global model yes, right? yes. yeah it's the last no, no it's break. the last class right yeah always yeah. the last class how how did you get into trans dance yoga trans dance yeah i love music mm -hmm. and i love the power of music i mean you know when you play music in yeah. class mm -hmm. it's such a great way it's such a great tool to bypass the mind and go into the feeling yeah state Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And with music, especially with like yoga trance dance, you could totally do that using music as a tool to tap into these different energies of the music and like build up the kriyas until you break out into your free form expression yeah. of dance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Have you ever tried it? Yeah, it was, uh, I think, in, in a global mala. Yeah, too? in a global mala. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, how do you usually design a class? Do you just go <coughs> free flow or. Do you have like a specific sequence yeah. in terms of... Uh, a yoga trance dance a yoga or a normal trance? Okay, um, I like to go with the music first. Okay. okay. So I kind of create a playlist. And then from there, I partner up with asanas and what work. But with yoga trance dance, there's also certain set like oh, okay. movements that yeah. you do. That's part of what yoga trance dance is about. Mm. Okay. And um, yeah, for that, that's what we do. For a regular class, um, like a vinyasa class, mm -hmm. yeah. there's a lot of things to take into consideration, yeah. right? Yeah, of course. If you're teaching an open class, mm -hmm. all levels, yeah. you kind of have an idea, yeah. but then you also have to see where everyone's at in your class mm -hmm. and then go from there. Because at the end of the day, yoga is supposed to serve the student, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's supposed to serve... Yeah their practice and mm -hmm. if they can't do a handstand well you modify it or you give them options because you want them to walk out of the class feeling like yeah i got mm -hmm. this yeah. especially if they're new to it yeah it's you true. know yeah so after you finish your training the 200 hours yes. with shivere yes you thought right away uh, no okay. no i was teaching for free on the beach oh okay <laughs> yeah or by donation okay. yeah like i was doing that for a good year year and a half okay because it wasn't my main thing okay. you know i was it was something that I was kind of feeling myself into. And yeah. again, I got an opportunity, I think it was through Shiva or Daphne, to teach in Mallorca for a month. Oh, wow. Oh, it was okay. like shortly after I did my, maybe a few, eight months after, nine months after mm -hmm. I did so teacher training. Yeah. So there was a studio in Mallorca that reached out. I ended up going there teaching for a month. Yeah. It was Hatha that you got. Hatha, two okay. classes a day. I do workshops on the weekends. Oh, oh wow! Nice. Yeah, it was nice. It was yeah, nice. it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so you you would say that uh, when you started teaching yoga, it's more of like a passion career or a passion uh, job than uh, like a part not, than than a full time job. More like seva. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yoga for me has <laughs> always been about seva. Yeah. And because it's done so much for me, mm -hmm. that I hope to you know yeah be able to kind of transmit that and give it to the community mm -hmm. it's always been about that yeah. it's you know i'm not really that career oriented yeah. in terms of the yoga space yeah. mm -hmm. it's more of just like let's feel it out mm -hmm. let's see yeah. where it's needed let's see where yeah. we could serve yeah. mm -hmm. and it's always been about that yeah, yeah. seva is actually sometimes not as um well recognized by some teachers i think so nowadays yes and um what are your thoughts on seva how how was it planted into you i think part of it was also like um when we left uh shiva's 
teacher training, we had a 30-day sadhana called a living sadhana mm-hmm. yeah. where we had to do a certain practice and we mm-hmm. had to dedicate ourselves to a cause or yeah. to something. And I chose Global Mala. Mm-hmm. That was my cause because that was coming up and that was something we were working on and planning already. Originally, it was only supposed to be L.A. Yeah. And yeah. to get 108 yoga studios together in L.A. But then all her other students from all the other countries were like, well, can we do one in Australia? Well, why can't yeah. we do one here? And then before you know it, it's like yeah. all over the world. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's important, especially if you're a new teacher as well, yeah. because it's a way to kind of get your get in there yeah. and get yeah. your feet in there. Everything you learned in teacher training you put it to practice, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think it's one thing to be eager and I'm so passionate and I want to yeah. know and learn, but there's also another thing to also be able to take a step back and mm-hmm. breathe and allow your practice to come to mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. because that's going to inform how you're going to teach yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how observant you are in class, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, to, when you're teaching your class. Yeah. Global Mala every year has a uh, beneficiary organization yes. organizations yes. what are the most memorable ones for you or are they all memorable <laughs> they're all pretty memorable yeah. but like when we started in 2007 we only had like 60 people come to yeah. the first event yeah. and that included the teachers yeah. you know what i mean yeah. so it wasn't that many so the first few years i think we just stuck to one um, beneficiary which yeah. was trees for the future and then from yes. there we started diversifying yeah. leader of light mm-hmm. mano amiga mm-hmm. uh, wwf uh, mm-hmm. we also did last year voice of the free yes mm-hmm. you know um that's such a big aspect that's actually the basis of what global mall is about it's yeah. it's to unite the local and global yoga community together yeah and you know and it's that one day yoga festival we have where it's all about yoga. It's all about the practice. It's all about good vibes. Yeah. And, you know, it's really something that people look forward yeah. to every year. Yeah. And I think it's nice that even just for one day, a lot of people just make the effort to come and yeah. do it yeah. for a good cause. And yeah. I think it's, yeah. it's great. And also, also for the teachers, right? There's yeah. like there's so many amazing teachers now that's teaching mm-hmm. in the city. But because as a teacher, your schedule could be really full. That you're yeah. like, oh, I don't know if I can make that class. But for that day, people check out each other's classes, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There are some teachers whose class I had never taken before Global Mala. Yeah. And then I only got to take it at Global yeah. Mala. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great because, I mean, we see each other on social media, yeah. Yeah. we see our posts, but we don't really get that uh, touch feel of how each other's classes mm-hmm. feel like. Exactly. And that's, what is one of, what's, that's one of the great things about Global Mana. Yeah. Yes, and I'm so grateful to both of you that you're always <laughs> offering to teach classes every year. Of course. Like, I've been teaching it since, I think, 2000. 11 or 12 mm-hmm. i think yeah. yeah and it's growing every year yeah we're just gonna take a pause this we're year we're taking right? a pause this year <laughs> yeah. birth this baby yeah. <laughs> and then next year we're planning on doing a two-day wow event. Yeah. you know i think that's what people have been looking for yeah. also yes yeah. yes yeah. i think a two-day would be great yeah yes the challenge with that is on the organization side everyone wants a two-day i want a two-day i want a week-long festival (laughs) but because of the structure of global mala where 100 percent of the proceeds go to charity yeah you don't want to spend too much well the moment you do two days you just double the cost that's Mm. true so if you double the cost which means that's less that's minus from the donations that's meant to go to an organization yeah that's true then we'll just have to work twice as hard to get yeah. more sponsors, sponsors. in yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. At the same time, you don't want to, you know, charge people too, too much. much. We want to keep it. Yeah, yeah we want to keep yeah. it accessible. It's really accessible every yeah. year. I think like, so also. For the quality that the festival offers yes. every year. It's quite a big bargain. And yes, <laughs> it's a huge bargain. It's a huge bargain. People All the international. Job. Yeah. The yeah. international teachers that I've taught there, they're like, and how much do you guys teach? Like, charge us. Like, this is the price. They're like, no way. <laughs> yeah. It's like such a deal. And yeah. some people find it expensive. Some people think it's a steal. But if we do a two-day, definitely the price has to go up. Yeah. Only because, mm. but it won't be like mm. crazy, you know. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to offset the costs mm-hmm. wherever we can. Yeah, yeah of course. And yeah. still make it accessible yeah. to the community because yeah. that's what it's about. Yeah. 
we're gonna take a quick break. Okay. But uh, when we come back, um, we're gonna talk about um, your unique perspective because you've you've been around the world teaching, practicing, yeah. and uh, I think it's gonna come in handy when you look at uh, the Philippine yoga scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then maybe we'll also talk talk about the other things that you do. Okay. So we're gonna take a very quick break, and then we'll be right back. Welcome back to the podcast, and we're still with uh, Teresa Herrera, and we were just talking about Global Mala uh, in the last segment, mm-hmm. and how Global Mala happened in the Philippines, mm-hmm. because Shivere asked you to, <laughs> suggested mm-hmm. that you do it. She suggested. Yeah. <laughs> she hinted. <laughs> hinted at maybe you can You probably maybe. should. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it also shows your experience in terms of the global yoga scene, scene. Mm-hmm. i mean you've thought you you just mentioned you taught in mallorca mm-hmm. and then you train in LA, la and then now you're doing global mala in the philippines mm-hmm. how do you think does it compare like globally how does it look like to you like when the, is there such a big difference or is it really just the same in essence mm-hmm. the practice good question um like, cause when the LA yoga scene, when I first started is so different from how it is now. Yeah. yeah. And I feel yeah. like when we started Global Mall in 2007, I felt like Manila was about 10 to 12 years behind where LA was, yeah. you know, yeah. in terms of the yoga scene, in terms of how it's growing. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, you have very small studios and just a select few. Yeah. And then from there, all the teachers are coming out of there and you used to be able to have time and access to take this workshop and that workshop and learn from many teachers. I feel like now that's not the case, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's a more, I don't know if it's because of social media Mm -hmm. or the pressure to just go in the fast lane right away, you know? Um, I think we've lost that that pause, that time to just, okay, I just did a two-week teacher training. Let me just kind of integrate that into my life and into my practice and Mm -hmm. let it sink in and then let me just teach but now everyone's like okay i want to get on a schedule i want to do this i want to do that and i want to do videos and i want to be a social media star and i'm going to post (laughs) um, a different pose every day you know and it it becomes this thing that you're chasing it becomes like a rat race almost right yes i'm seeing that on the like you know, on the, on the peripheral yeah. Yeah. Uh, social media, like yeah. that's what I'm feeling, where I think it'd be nice to bring it back to the old values and More the grassroots. The yeah, like, like how it used to be back in the day yeah. when Krishnamacharya taught yeah. Desika Char yeah. and taught yeah. Patabi Joyce and taught Iyengar mm-hmm. and yeah. Intradeva, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's, I mean, I bet you... I can talk to a yoga teacher who comes out of a teacher training and then we can talk philosophy and let's bring it back. Let's talk yeah. about yoga history. Yeah. And yeah. they'll be like, what's that? You know? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. kind of like, that is such, like history is such an important part because mm. you got to know where it came from before yes. you know where you could go and before you could know, you know where you could break the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you want to do something new and, it, and if you're feeling this new practice coming through you and yeah. through your body to serve your community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, knowledge is important and yeah. respect for those teachers are important. Yeah. And that's think, something that I think we also um, value a lot. So especially with us, we're leading trainings now, which mm-hmm. are very much about um, rooted in history and yeah. philosophy Good. on a really, really deep level. Because I think it's important to be consistent yes. and maintain integrity. So I'm yes. glad that you said that. You mentioned some names like you know, Patabi Joyce mm-hmm. and Iyengar. And lately we've seen a lot of... A lot. Kind of... Um, a lot of controversy. controversy. Not kind of. <laughs> Not kind of. <laughs> but there's been a lot, right? Um, in terms of... Um, abuse. For, for example, uh, Patabi Joyce, there's some allegations of sexual abuse. In terms of Iyengar, there's also some physical abuse in mm-hmm. terms of the teaching. And um, we've seen the practice kind of shift a bit. Like, 
uh, from guru away from this guru mentality yeah. mm-hmm. into something that is more like more peer centric peer centric right? yeah um, how how do you how do you see this evolution progressing do you feel like uh, it's uh, going back to the roots or do you think that um, the guru uh, as a symbol or as a system is very important to the way that yoga will yeah. progress? Good question. A very I big mean, one. Yeah. <laughs> big question. That's yeah. a big question and yeah. I think that's a very personal question mm. for, mm-hmm. for a yoga practitioner. In my experience, yeah. I've never had that. Yeah. Yeah. And the moment I felt like a weird adjustment where the hand wasn't supposed to be where it's supposed yeah. to be, yeah. I called it out. Yeah. That's good. You know, that's and good. that teacher is got called out in LA yeah. uh, because of that. Um, there's one thing to be like, yes, I'll follow my guru, but then we also have personal power. We That's also true. have mm-hmm. personal choice. Mm-hmm. True. If you feel something is not right or is not sitting right with you, it's probably not. It's probably not right. <laughs> yeah. And you should say something in mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know all these allegations that are coming out against, you know, Mr. Pratavi Joyce mm-hmm. or... Although That's I'm not sure they're allegations anymore, yeah. right? Are, are yeah. they actual? Did I think it really they're happen? actually. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So are, even Sharath um, acknowledged, acknowledged it. it already. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I I can't really speak too much on that because yeah. I'm not part of that. fully in that world. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Um, I studied Ashtanga, but I studied Ashtanga through Chuck Miller and Matias Rati, mm-hmm. not yeah. through Patabi Joyce. Yeah. So I didn't have that experience, but. It's unfortunate yeah. that that happens, but I think, like for me personally, when I come across a teacher, whether in meditation, in yoga, mm-hmm. in art, mm-hmm. in, in business, dance. there's a certain respect yeah. I have for that teacher mm-hmm. because they're passing down something to me or they see something in me that I haven't seen in myself yeah. yet. And they're bringing that out of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a certain respect for lineage and certain respect for teaching yes. in that sense. And that's what I come to the table yeah. with. Yes. Um, I don't know how other people do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I do respect, like I see a lot of yoga teachers, like my peers, mm-hmm. I do respect and I love teaching their, I mean, uh, taking their classes yes. whenever I can. So, hey, whatever works mm-hmm. for yeah. you, whatever floats your boat. But yeah. you also have, like, I want to empower people that you also have your internal guidance system and you cannot yeah. neglect that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I think it happens when you lay too much of the practice into the person as opposed to the actual practice, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And I think, you know, uh, when I studied Ashtanga with Chuck Miller, he used to say all the time, um, he'd be practice is a tool for observation mm-hmm. yeah. and he really encouraged a personal practice yeah. mm-hmm. like even you know Mysore style right yeah. they just walk around they don't really teach they don't really lead yeah. mm-hmm. you know but then they adjust they say okay this that that mm-hmm. and they do it so softly like it's yeah. a whisper yeah. you know mm-hmm. and then there are other teachers that's like a yoganator that's like <laughs> do this and do that <laughs> and 20 push ups if you didn't do it right and I'm like what yeah, yeah. right it's true when did you uh, get back to Manila uh, after training in LA? Yeah, you were based in... there, and then when yeah. did you get back? I think I've always had a home here. Okay. I was born here. Yeah, my family migrated to Long Beach, California, when I was seven years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when my mom moved back here around 1994, oh, okay. it gave me a reason to start coming back. Ah, okay. You know, so I've always had like a home here. Yeah, but um. Did you practice yoga here at all when you were coming back during the time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. Who did you practice with at that time? Do I you, think you at the time it was only like Bella. Okay. Thought, right? And then there was... Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> oh gosh. Sandy. Do you, did you ever practice Hose. with Sandy I practiced and with Hose. Yeah. Um, not so much Sandy. Bella. But it would be just once in a while when I'm here on holiday uh-huh. and stuff. Yeah. Um, Those are the uh, names that always come up whenever we talk yeah, about. They're yeah, they were the only ones. And then there was one that was kind of like a Mysore style. They really started on Perea. Uh, what's the space called now? Perea. The it's old Echo Yoga. Echo. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Echo Yoga. Not yet Echo Yoga. Not, it's at the not time. Echo Yoga. It's now Romulo. It's Romulo. Yeah. yeah, it's Liana's yeah. space. Yes. It's, it's yeah, it's that. So we were practicing there, and 
Yeah. And then, um, when did you teach here regularly? Aside no, from no, mostly yeah. um, the teaching came through Global Mama okay. and retreats. Okay. I did retreats at the farm. Oh, it was the very okay. first yoga retreat they did there in 2008. Mm -hmm. And then I did a sacred water retreat, which was a yoga and scuba diving retreat. Oh, wow. Also back in 2009. Yeah. Yeah. You should bring those back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fun. Um, but then, like I said, you know, yoga has always been about this... I let the path lead me. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's not something that I'm like, I have goals and I got to do this. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I really should be more goal, goal oriented in yeah. terms of that. But because I was, I'm doing something else, you yeah. know, like as, as a profession, yeah. Yeah. I didn't feel that pressure with yoga. I kind yeah. of let the path That's like nice. yeah. unfold and see where it takes me and mm -hmm. see where it, you know, yeah. and see what the community needs and yeah. really listen, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. What's your practice like these days? Like you, it sounds like you've gone through like a lot of teachers with a lot of influence from different people. So mm -hmm. these days, when you roll out your mat, what's it like most of the time? Well, most of the time is I am my guru. Okay. I listen to myself. I mm -hmm. listen to my body. I tune in. I tune into what I need. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially now that I'm pregnant, I'm yeah. seven months <laughs> pregnant, so. A lot of it's very gentle, prenatal, restorative, yeah. mm -hmm. yoga nidra. It really depends on where I'm at in my life, mm -hmm. yeah. what time of the day I'm practicing, which yeah. is usually like 5.30 in the morning, Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, because that's when I have the most energy <laughs> and like I'm clear and yeah. the house is quiet, yeah. and no one's up. <laughs> yeah. That's my mm -hmm. favorite time to practice. Mm -hmm. So I really just tune in mm -hmm. and I, I've gotten better at like listening to myself mm -hmm. listening to okay what do we need what do we need what do yeah. we need That's good. Yeah. do you feel like you're practicing for two <laughs> good question yeah. no i feel like i'm just trying to create this it's not just about physical it's about yeah. creating this energy channel for this being to come through yeah yeah you know and yeah. surrounding it with good positive vibes mm -hmm. you know whether it be people yeah. practice yeah self-care yeah. nutrition you know things like that yeah. like mm -hmm. that's what we try to just yeah i try to focus on yeah we know that everything is connected right? yeah you think your practice is a you know a huge uh, sorry your motherhood is a huge manifestation of how your practice is like absolutely yeah. <laughs> it's all a surprise <laughs> it's <laughs> because, like that's your yoga yeah, that's your... yes they're my little gurus they're yeah. my little teachers mm -hmm. you know um but in terms of like i knew i wanted a family but i i waited so long yeah mm -hmm. you know i was 39 years old when i had my first child wow i didn't even think it was possible because they program you at yeah, 32 of course. freeze your Ooh. eggs freeze your eggs and yeah. you're like huh you know <laughs> yeah. so you get really paranoid and you yeah. get scared because you know they say women have this like internal clock internal uh -huh. clock but then now having gone through the experience of having my first child at 39 my second child at 41 and now oh my, my third and 43 I have, I know what I know for sure is yeah. that if you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, so don't be so worried. Don't yeah. be so stressed. Take the pressure off, yeah. you know, and it, yeah. had I known that, yeah. I wouldn't have been so like, yeah. you know, in I my think head people about it. put a lot of pressure on women yeah. regarding that, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And it's something that needs to be. Yeah like held yeah. back on the reins on like hey yeah. you're in your mid-30s you should be married with children by now yeah, yeah. yeah. especially here oh yeah it's a cultural 100%. thing yeah. the moment you're dating ooh, when's the yeah. wedding <laughs> ooh, when's the first yeah. grandchild oh, ooh, when's the second one oh, like, i God. just pop one out like you want another <laughs> yeah. one right away yeah. like, i was actually like when i was thinking about you know interviewing you i didn't uh -huh. really think you were pregnant i was like oh she's She's the same woman who just happened to be bearing a child. Oh, yeah. And ah. it's not a big deal. So, and then we see a lot of, uh, like, um, in a lot of places where if you see a pregnant woman, they'll be fussed over. Oh, yeah. And it, it's yeah, such yeah. a big deal. There's, it seems to be that there's, there's a lot of pressure on women when they are you You're know, about lucky, to. <laughs> I, I really count my privilege. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but hats off to all the women out yeah. there, who, yeah. especially mothers. Especially now when we have a lot of, you know, prenatal mm. yoga. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's There's, so beautiful. Yeah. 
um, there, there, there is a lot of emphasis on mindfulness in terms of mm-hmm. motherhood Absolutely. and uh, yes. being, being uh, taking care of yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. At the same time, but at the same time, sometimes I see that it almost seems like a competition of you know who can be the best <laughs> mom after this. Sometimes, really? I mean. I guess not maybe not really a competition, but more like another layer of pressure, like you know, oh, as a yeah. mother, like am I, I doing you know, am I doing the best? I need to breastfeed yeah. her. Yeah. Oh yeah, I right? see yeah. that. I see yeah. that. Because even in the hospitals when you're giving birth, it's like there's a lactation nurse that yes. comes yes. in to make sure that you are breastfeeding yeah. at this time, at that time, yeah. to grab the baby and they're like oh, and you're like, What's going on? And then you know, they're like, they're not latching. I'm like, well, yeah. can we just relax? Yeah. Like, can we she can just, I just got try? here? Yeah. You know? He or she just got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, okay. Poor baby. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts on that? Like, in terms of this, um, what's this, pressure to be the the very best mother. All and I think more so, how do you yeah. think your practice has made you... I've been rich. Yeah, more relaxed. <laughs> Super, about it. yeah, definitely balanced out my motherhood. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so glad I had a yoga practice prior to motherhood yeah. because I can't even imagine. <laughs> it, it informs a lot of how you deal with things off the yeah. mat. Mm-hmm. Your practice on the mat really informs because yoga is all about like I think you have to be good to yourself, oh, right? Yeah. And and your mind and your emotions and I things agree. like that and be patient. And I think as a mother, you have to apply those same principles to yourself as a mm-hmm. mother and you got to give yourself a break you know you can't be too hard on yourself like oh i gotta get back to my size two jeans yeah. Yeah. like no girl you just like popped out a nine pounder yeah. and you're about to breastfeed yeah. for the next year yeah. so you gotta give yourself you gotta cut yourself some slack yeah, yeah. otherwise you're gonna drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. i definitely learned to be more gentle with myself mm-hmm. in that sense because in my profession or career, right, modeling or acting or whatever, you're so valued for your external qualities, you know, like you're a product and this is how you look like and this is how you're supposed to, you know, this is the size you are, blah, 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 that, you know, you feel empty inside Mm -hmm. and then motherhood, you can't, you have no time. (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, no, um, I just got to be present and kids are easy they're actually going to tell you exactly what they need you Mm -hmm. just have to listen yeah and you know and my whole parenting philosophy is like these the soul chose me Uh yeah right so there's got to be something to that if the soul chose me and i I shouldn't second guess myself i think that's one thing once i became a mom i stopped second guessing myself yeah you know whereas before it's like oh am i good enough am i not good enough Mm -hmm. like da 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 now it's like nope yeah. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. This is how we're going to do it. This is how much time we're going to dedicate to it. Like, yeah. you know, but you could still be chill about it. Yeah. But yeah. you're just like, you're more sure. Yeah. And you got, you know, I have two sons right now and they just look at me like, you know, like <laughs> I'm the greatest thing. Yeah. And I mess up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one of my favorite pictures that I've ever seen you and we've seen your photos throughout the years, right? on every publication you've been there from since forever and then one of the best picture i've ever seen of you was the recent cover you did for was that supreme or and then it was for every brilliant thing it was just your face oh my god it's so good and then i was like i have never seen her better yeah oh wow thank you yeah that was taken by joseph i think joseph pasquale oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah yeah It's um, so good. Yeah. That and was, that photo shows exactly like who you are right now, I yeah. think. Right? Yeah. 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 I think that really reflected who I was, all my lines. I earned all that. I you know what it. I mean? Like I loved it. I love that it. it's it was raw, natural light, nothing was retouched. Yeah. And it was just um I feel full. Mm-hmm. You know, I think as a person, as a woman, mm-hmm. whether you know, as a creative in yoga, as a mother. I feel like yes, I've come into my own. Yeah, you know, and and I feel like yeah, you're right. I like that picture. Oh, yeah. I was just so surprised it was like huge. <laughs> I was it's like, so big. what? I didn't see it. My husband was in a coffee shop and he was getting coffee and he saw someone else reading it like this and he goes, <laughs> he took a picture of it and I was like, whoa, it's really big. Yeah, no, and it's just her face. Yeah. There's that nothing is else. hilarious. <laughs> 
a lot of people I don't think um, have any idea of you coming into um, acting also. Mm. And so I really wanted to touch also on a little bit about uh, every brilliant thing which, which just happened under sandbox yes um but yeah so let's talk a little bit about it and what that process was like for you oh it was an incredible process and mm-hmm. it was a great opportunity and i'm so grateful to sandbox yeah and Toph and, yeah and, and everyone involved for like taking the chance on me and because i hadn't done theater for eight years mm-hmm. you know but i was feeling this yeah this need to Go back. do a project in the performance space yeah. i didn't know what that was going to look like mm-hmm. i didn't know if, whether that was going to be film television theater like i had no idea and then i came across the play every brilliant thing mm-hmm. yeah. in 2017 mm-hmm. i think or two years before and then i read it and i was like wow this is a really good story it's important it needs to be told mm-hmm. and if there's an opportunity i could do this i would you know love do to it. do this yeah. then i started having conversations with directors production houses things like that and i reached out to toff and say hey there's a play that actually might fit your brand you're kind of like what you do with sandbox yeah. you know mm-hmm. groundbreaking smaller edgy things yeah. like that yeah. and the structure of this play is unique in a yes. sense of it's a one-woman show mm-hmm. it's theater in the round mm-hmm. there's improv and there's comedy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. everything that i was terrified of. <laughs> <laughs> all wrapped up in one <laughs> so Toph was like, okay, let's start exploring. And we started having conversations. And then finally, they're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was, I think we got the go signal September of 2018. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we started working on it. I went to New York in October just to work with my teacher mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then just started my own personal journey on this character. Because mm-hmm. the story is, um, every brilliant thing is a story about a girl who creates a list of every brilliant thing there is about life and mm-hmm. about the world mm-hmm. and about living. And she gives it to her mom mm-hmm. yeah. as a present every time her mom comes back from the hospital from attempting to commit suicide. Yes. Yeah. So the subject matter is quite heavy. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the content and the storytelling and mm-hmm. how it's told is very hopeful and inspiring yeah. and yeah. funny at times. You Super. Know? So, which... You're laughing one minute and then it breaks your heart the next minute, you know, and it gives you that full range of the human emotion. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, ooh, this is going to be nice and juicy to to have fun with, you know? So it was an incredible experience. And I think incredibly relevant also. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. The timing was great, um, which we could not have predicted because the mental health bill was approved. Yeah. Um, So it was already in the consciousness of the public. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a conversation that needed to be opened up even more. And Mm -hmm. I still think there's room to open up even more, especially to LGBTQ community, right? You know what I mean? You could tell this with a trans character yeah. oh my gosh that's i mean bring imagine a whole new yeah, yeah. it'll bring a whole new dynamic yeah it'll be sure. a whole new storytelling because mm-hmm. you know mental health affects everyone yes mm-hmm. you know it's not just a, a male a female a this or that yeah. you know mm-hmm. it's, like, it's a yeah. human thing yeah. yeah so it's a very yeah. um heavy topic so mm-hmm. how do you deal with it like at the end of every show which is physically exhausting yeah. emotionally demanding and then you have this kind of um you have to take you, part of it with you you have when to you kind of home. debrief yourself how do you yeah bit, how do you right? debrief yourself you know what to be honest i this has been the most fun i've ever had on any project oh wow like wow. honestly i did not feel drained oh that's great i felt very energized after every performance yes. mm-hmm. i felt like i was just being a channel and serving mm. and i feel like i was just Okay, opening myself up, being vulnerable, and letting the impulses take over. Yeah. yeah. And and kind of like, you know, when you're in meditation and you're yes. doing Vipassana and you're just like, okay, clearing your mind, clearing yeah. your mind, and just let let the inspiration, let let whatever messages come through. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, it felt like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, but it was like a meditation, but I'm like talking and moving. And mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like everything led me up until that point. Yeah. Everything I've studied, everything I've learned, whether yeah. it's yoga acting whatever yeah at the end of the day it's storytelling and it's one human connecting to the next human Mm -hmm. you know yes yes Yes. you know so it's kind of like 
It's all yeah. related. It's all one yeah. thing. So it's like your practice manifesting in yet another form. Right? Yes. Because yeah. so your practice theater. is yeah, like your, is. you're stripping the ego. Yeah. You're stripping the ego. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, because the ego will defeat you in your practice, especially if you're trying, mm-hmm. you know, an inversion or something, uh-huh. yeah. for example. Right? Mm-hmm. If you're just like trying, like, oh, I gotta get this. <laughs> yeah. You're never gonna get there. Yeah. But if you soften up and just like, okay, maybe I'll try a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. I'll try mm-hmm. a little bit more today. Yeah. Then the practice will come to you. Yeah. Then it'll meet you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I felt like everything about preparing for this role and this character was about stripping. It yeah. wasn't mm-hmm. my normal approach and how I was trained in theater was, you know, you have your character development, yeah, you have your emotional like arc, you have your physicality. How is mm-hmm. this person moving, talking, what shoes are they wearing? What, you know, how do yeah. they look? All that stuff. Or we did the other way. Oh. You know, I did the other way where it's just like, it's about opening, 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 vulnerability. I even mm-hmm. had my intentions. I only had five things on my intentions posted and that was my touch point before every performance. Yeah. You know, it was like to engage, to connect, to this, to educate, to that. It was like, mm-hmm. it was just very specific and then I would do a meditation and I would just, yeah. just like, okay, use me yeah. <laughs> as a channel it could have been a audience. totally different show each show right yeah and, yeah. and it, was it was a different yeah. show yeah. that's exactly how it was any upcoming plans to go back to theater oh my gosh. i'd love to i'd love to shout out to Toph. <laughs> yes i mean i'd love to any opportunity i can do in theater I- i'd love to yeah. I love theater so much. Maybe I also you'll work with Nico again. I know. I love Nico too. <laughs> yeah. He's so talented. Oh my gosh. How about the musical? You know, <laughs> I would love to do that. I'm not a trained singer yet, but hey. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. <laughs> it's never yeah. too late. Never say it's, never. We're going to tag all the... All the theater companies. Yeah. <laughs> Teresa Herrera is sending feelers out. Yeah. This is her Broadway production. <laughs> I was oh joking God. around, like, because everyone was asking me, so what's your follow-up? And this is before I announced I was pregnant. They're like, yeah. what's your follow-up with this? What's your next musical? What's your next play? I was like, well, uh, unless they're casting a, a pregnant hippo in Madagascar. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my only casting option <laughs> oh as of God. now. <laughs> you know? Time seems to fly really fast, so you're down to the last 10 minutes okay, of wow. our show. We're just going to take a quick break, and then we have um, some light questions for you sure. to answer. Sure. Very showbiz style. Okay. I'm sure you're used to it. <laughs> okay, we'll be we'll right be back. We'll be back. So we're back, you guys, with Teresa, and we've gone through, like, her whole life. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's nice because you've been around the yoga community for so many years, and I don't think many people have gotten the opportunity to really get to know you and speak with you. And it's nice to be able to showcase, like, the different sides of you that are there, being a mom, being an actress, being a model, being a yoga teacher, (laughs) being a traveler, and, like, how yoga has always been, like, a constant theme. Mm -hmm. So as we move forward, we're going into, like, the rapid-fire questions. So yogis are not that good at this (laughs) as as we've seen. As as, as per experience. Yeah. (laughs) So we're just going to ask you some questions off the top of your head. Straight answer. Okay. Yeah? Ben's gonna ask. I don't have meditation time? No. Okay. Ready? Ready. Yes. Here we go. Favorite pose? Um, yoga pose? Yes. Shavasana. Okay. Nice. First thing that you do in the morning? <laughs> Scrape my tongue. Okay. Mm. How do you take your coffee? Black, but I don't take coffee too much. Okay. Best meal after a pack? Oh, I love a green smoothie. Yeah. A nice cold green smoothie. You know, people's answers are really different from yeah. ours. <laughs> Last week also they were like smoothies as well. Smoothie but we're and like salad. Adult. I mean, we're I'm like, adult. I want rice. <laughs> I want rice. That's and... two hours later after <laughs> my smoothie. <laughs> I want like rice and curry. <laughs> Best time for sex. Ooh, I like morning. Okay. Least oh. favorite house. Um Least favorite pose? 
Gosh, good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Get, get back to me on that. Okay. <laughs> Travel the world or eat everything you want? Eat everything I want. Yes, first eat everything one. I want. First one. <laughs> That's me. What would you do if not teaching yoga? Well, you've, that, you've done a lot of things already. Aside from everything that you've done, what else do you want to do? Marine biology. Wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Best advice that you've ever received? Um, practice is a tool for observation by Chuck Miller, my Ashtanga yoga teacher. Yes. And um, last but not the least, what is your teaching philosophy? Go with the flow, which is your podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you for the extra plug. Yes. Thank you so much for answering the questions. Uh, we can try coming. Thank back. you. But yeah. Do you have your least favorite pose? Yeah. Least favorite pose. <laughs> you love no. them all. I feel like each one teaches you something about mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. So I never really judge a pose that way. Yeah. I feel like it'll come to me when I'm ready as well. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been so great having you, Teresa. And I yeah. think thank you so much. Yeah, I've known you for so many years, but I don't think we've ever had the opportunity to like really sit and talk and it's yeah. been Yeah. Yes, thank you so much yeah. and thank you for doing this podcast and it's really great for the community and you yeah. know everyone's going to learn so much from you guys. That's good. Before we go, um, you're, all, you're on social media. Once yes. in a while. Once in a while. <laughs> when uh, I can get on. But maybe there are other things that you want to promote, maybe some of your advocacy, so if there are any from top of mind or... Um, well, definitely, if you're listening to this, it's um, if you're, you're probably in the yoga community, mm -hmm. so definitely join us. Um, the next Global Mala happening in 2020. It's yes. going to be a two-day event. I love it. And we're going to work very hard to make that happen. <laughs> but in the meantime, let's stay connected through um, Instagram. Yeah. My personal one is at Herrera, and then the Global Mala is at Global Mala Manila. Yeah. Everything yeah. will be in the description of the of this uh, podcast below, and uh, I think that's it. Thank yeah. you so much, Teresa. It's been thank great. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And to the listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Until the next time, this has been Go with the Flow Yoga Conversations with Ben and Rihanna. I'm Rihanna, and I'm Ben. Namaste. Namaste.